Path of Night is an actual play Vampire the Masquerade podcast set in the classic world of darkness. We're all friends, we're here to have fun, but our story can include graphic violence, drug use, sexual content, and other mature themes. We've talked at our table about safety, comfort, and consent, both as players and storytellers. We know what to expect, we're all excited to be here, and we want you to feel the same. So listener discretion is advised. Now let's walk the Path of Night. Last time on Path of Night... The quarter readies itself and heads to Quentin King's court to meet with the Mad Prince. Out of spite towards Upton Rollins, the Prince of Boston acknowledges Britta into the Camarilla. Roland Pendragon, allied with Quentin King and present at his court, asks the quarter to bloodlessly take over New Haven and to join in his crusade against the Sabah. The quarter exchanges information with local Tremere and gains contact with the local Giovanni. A Toreador spy sent by the Gemini League informs the Quartery that if they leave Boston, Pendragon will have them killed, and that the Gemini League is working to provide the group assistance and a safe way out. Miles receives a phone call from Arabella Rollins, who asks for a meeting. Uncertain of what the meeting is about, the Quartery decides that they will uh, travel to meet her at Quincy Market. And the group of you head down uh, steps. There are people everywhere as you enter into the access point for the tea. Unlike New York, down here is cleaner than above ground in the streets of uh, New York. But it's almost every bit just as crowded and noisy and sweaty. And people frequently bump shoulders as they pass by. But eventually you make it to your stop. The, the train pulls up and the doors open. A crowd gets off and a crowd gets on. All right. Johnny finds a, uh, a good vantage point on the little T car that we get on in one of the, uh, one of the corners and kind of mean mugs some of the, the crowd to, to give space to the coterie so that we can have our backs to a safe spot. All right, guys, we're, we're taking a few transfers over to State Street. And then it's going to be a little five-minute walk to Quincy. Uh, okay, sure. I do not like how many people are on here. I mean, it's a... Uh, you know, Boston Transit turns turns off at like 1 o'clock in the morning, so maybe on the way back it won't be so... Uh, you know, I don't know. Not long-term problem. Yeah, this isn't a particularly great form of transportation. I mean, it's efficient in a city. It's better than driving in Boston. Just keep but- an eye out for anybody acting weird. That's going to be hard, isn't it? I mean, there's so many people ba- passing back and forth. Well, I mean, yeah, I can keep a lookout. You just look if you want. Lex, kind of paranoid. I'm going to put up, like, auspex and aura perception and just make sure that everybody on here is human. The door closes for the car, and you may roll. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Seven successes. Seven, you say? With seven successes on the car, you feel that the people that are with you in the car are probably just, you know, everyday folk. However, through the window to the car ahead, where the two kind of meet, you see an individual with dark charcoal-like skin and cloth kind of pulled up over his nose. It's like a portrait view, but... You see him uh, by that door and are confident that you are looking at a vampire as this aura of kind of rippling black and veins appears in his like pale kind of sickly aura. He, apparently unbeknownst to everyone around him, begins to open the first car door kind of very meticulously making his way into the crowded car you're in. Uh, guys, guys, we're not, um, there's a, uh, so, there's a, there, yeah. Neil is like stumbling over his words because he's like clearly starting to panic a little bit. Um, there's somebody coming into the the car. I don't know if you guys can see him. Uh, definitely, um, he's, a, he's a, an, an, an Asamite, uh, like a, like a, He's a diablerist, and, and he's coming in. He's coming from that car into this car right now. Nobody else sees him. Johnny uh, reaches into his jacket, just puts a hand on his knife. Doesn't make a move to draw it or anything. Just gets gets ready. Uh, Point him out. He's he's right. Um, he's right. He's right there. And like Neil sort of puts a hand on his lap as he's sitting, pointing, like trying to be subtle and not like just 
that's there's the guy. But like show Johnny where he sees this guy walking. Though you do your best to guide him, Johnny finds himself ignoring that space and not quite being able to follow your direction. <laughs> and as this assassin draws closer, he reaches into a long coat that he's wearing and withdraws a very broad bladed knife, a jambia. Um, wait, guys, um, no, I don't think you can't see him. Uh, uh, Neil will. Okay, we we got to do something. Get get off, get off the car or something. I don't I don't know if we. Are you looking at him? Neil is looking at him and is going to like stand up and look directly at him. Okay. And say he something. at this point licks the edge of the knife mm-hmm. and leaves this like black corrosive film along the edge. Uh, uh guys, I don't. You, Johnny looks back at the rest of the coterie to see if they if if they're clocking this guy. We can't see him. I don't see him, Neil. And I'm getting the impression that he'd be pretty recognizable. Neil, look, will since nobody else is, is can see this guy, Neil's going to stand up, like, in the middle of the... There's a crowd of people between the yeah. two of you, and he kind of, like, steps towards a group disappearing. Go. And it, you're finding it's very hard to... Track him. Keep track of him. Um, Are we in the back car, or, like, where... What car are we in? Yeah, you're in the back. So we could jump out of a moving train or. Okay. Does he look like the kind that would care if people are around? Uh, he's avoiding them, but he's also, he, he just pulled a knife. He poisoned the knife. He's he, like, he's coming at us right now. Okay. So we should go. Uh, he's between us and, and I mean, we could hit the emergency stop and, and go out the back, but then we're just in this subway. I, I don't know what. And there'll be still a bunch of people around with an emergency stop. Um, but if we get out of the train, then the masquerade remains intact. Possibly. If we if we put some space between us and the crowd, can he can he cross that space with obfuscate? If there's the crowd between us, he's, he's no, no no. If we put some space between us and the crowd, I, I, I don't understand the question. Yes, I'm the answer is yes. Right now. What's that? I, I'm kind of panicking right now. I don't I don't understand the question. Okay, the, if I back all these motherfuckers up by ten feet, yes, will he be able to cross that space? Yes. Uh, I'm going to look directly at where this guy is. Yeah, you need to. I need you to roll perception plus alertness to do that. You're at plus four difficulty. Plus four difficulty. Yes. Okay, so I am diff five. You're diff five with plus four difficulty. I have auspex five, baby. <laughs> Woo! I don't know which of those numbers distressed me more. Look at the big peepers on Neil. If only I could do something. <laughs> Six successes. You lose him. His skin becomes like that of a chameleon, and he just blends into the surroundings and is gone. Neil, do you still have eyes on him? No, I don't. No, he's he's in here somewhere. He's he just blended in. I don't know where he is. I, I can't I can't clock him. I pull the emergency stop. You head over to the emergency stop, which is usually just and, a line, right? Uh, yeah, you reach up and you yep. pull the line. Someone's like, "What the hell?" Hey, pal. Yes. calls out. What the fuck? Doors open. That's the what the fuck. Everyone out. Are we just in the middle of like a tunnel yeah. right now? I guess it's better than masquerade on the on a fucking car, uh, train car. Uh, um, not our city. Brett, will follow out. Johnny, make sure everybody gets off first. And then we'll carry up the rear as we get up onto the little like tiny little like sideway of the train. There is not very much room to move at all. And the group of you press up against it. The doors close, and the train car leaves. I mean, I know he's man, was in the dark. I'm still obviously going to be like keeping eyes out and looking for this guy. You Pretty guys are in pitch black. Wind kind of squeezes her eyes shut, and when she opens them again, they are bright red and glowing. Heightened senses doesn't help with a lack of light, right? It it helps a little, but not full on. I can't see shit, guys. I will. Put up heightened senses for vision. I mean, I've got this phone screen we can use. Uh, usually there's like emergency lights and, and things. We just need to find a pool of light. Yeah. Win, Neil, keep us moving in the right direction. Right. See if you can't find us someplace, a door out of here or something like that. Everyone else, stay within touch of each other. Okay. Who's behind me? Me. All right, put your yeah, hand wh- on my shoulder. What is our marching order? Are you out front? I'll be out front. Okay. When, as the group of you start to walk... Your skin tightens, and you feel yourself covered in goosebumps as a chill washes over you. 
and this tunnel, its walls, its ceiling, everything is caked in this thick molasses. And like buried in the molasses, you can see like the shapes of people that were swallowed by it. Yeah, why don't we stop moving? When are you all right? Yeah, when's what? There's, there's, there's people in it. There's people in what? When? People in the in the goo. In what goo? It's all around us. Do oh. any of the rest of us see any or feel any goo? I mean, yes, this place is pretty gross. No, when I don't know what you're talking about. Are I, you seeing something beyond, like in death stuff? Am I seeing Shadowland stuff? Yes. Okay. It's. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's probably something to do with with the storm. It's it's taken so so many people. Um, and they're all trapped in it. Yeah, I don't want to be down here any more than anybody else does. Particularly knowing that. Um, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get. Let's just. Can we? Can, do we, can we go that way? Can, are you stopped from? Can we just walk that way? Or is that going to be a? Just let her speak. We. We can go this way if it's the best way to an exit. Did we pass an emergency exit door? Did anyone happen to notice as we were going? They're usually glowing. We should see it pretty easy if there's one around. Okay. Might as well keep going the direction we're going and we'll run into something one way or another. Miles, do you have service? Down here? No. Can I make a lore wraith to see if this is something that I've heard of? Academics is actually what I need. I can do that too. Have you heard can of the I movie do that? Ghostbusters 2? <laughs> Based on the limited amount of info. What's the difficulty? Eight. Uh, one success. Phew. One failure. <laughs> Wait, so one does that mean a botch? I guess so, right? Well, did you roll a one did you roll negative one success? A success and that's cancelled out by a one, and then I have also, additionally, a one. Yes, that's a botch. Yeah. Yeah. With a botch, you're pretty sure this has something to do with a few pop culture references that you're aware of. You know that there are places in New England where a fog washes over, people end up in another dimension, mm. and things tend to go really bad while they're there. But it turns out it's usually just a nightmare about someone's own inner turmoil and feelings. So basically, when there's a very good chance that Wynne is confronting some of her own emotions right now. Mm. I got big feelings. <laughs> About molasses, which is a little unclear, but mm. when you will know that on January 15th, 1919, a 15-foot high, 160-foot wide wave of molasses washed through the north side of Boston, killing dozens of people and uh, nearly destroying the city of Boston. When this happened, a great many people died and... Uh, it rushed at almost 40 miles an hour, just slaughtering people. Whatever this is, our souls who were trapped in that death and have not been able to escape the way that they died. Fun fact, they um, said that the smell lingered for years. These people are very likely lost to their shadows and are this like rolling pile of specters stalking through this subway system likely in search of other people to add to it hey when it's all right you know like we can walk with you yeah i, I just want to get out of here we need to get out of here fast y yeah yeah they they're gonna try and add us i don't what i don't know what don't the question her listen to what she says she's in charge when get us out of here i'm going you see hands kind of like Johnny, 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 move. Johnny, Johnny kind of uh, pushes forward, looking around desperately, trying to see something coming at him. Johnny, dodge roll at difficulty eight. Two successes. Okay. Johnny feels a cold hand brush against the back of his neck, trying to grasp him as he rolls out of the way. Whatever's going on, it's okay. happening, and it's bad. She's not kidding, guys. Something just tried to grab me. They're specters. They're... They're going to try and take us. They're trapped in the molasses flood. Okay, let's get the shit out of here. Britta, I concur. We should probably keep moving. Britta looks very confused, but we'll walk with the crowd. I'm out of my element here, Wynn, so you lead us in the right direction. Yeah. We'll follow you. Wynn, right. please. Yep. 
Let's go. When uh, you lead the way, I need a dex plus athletics from everyone. In the distance, when you can actually see where there's uh, a door that like workers would use to access these tunnels. However, the light around it seems to have gone out, so it's in total pitch darkness for who knows why. Very likely something to do with what you found down here. What's the diff we're looking at? Difficulty seven. Oh, thank God. Three successes. Two successes. No successes. One success. Four successes. Actually, does being swift count? Yes. Oh, uh, four successes. Six successes. Okay. If you have rolled one or more success, you avoid their reach. So everyone but the person that can see them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> by the way, when, when manages to help the group of you, I guess uh, that must be what it is. Yeah. Get to the door, and when she pulls the door open, you guys can actually see light from the stairwell ahead of that it leads into. But then, when is grabbed? Let go of me. When? When? We'll lose three points of willpower. Oh, boy. What if that takes me into negatives? Then you are unconscious. The group of you see her pulled away from the door and drag along the, the cement wall. Question, because I actually don't know. Um, What does it look like when a vampire goes unconscious from loss of willpower? Is that like torpor? Uh, that's not actually something you've seen. She, her eyes simply close like she's asleep and she's pulled away. Yeah, because normally when you run out of willpower, it doesn't knock you out. Right. Something <laughs> has clearly happened to her. Yeah. And whatever it is that did this to her is dragging her along the cement wall of the tunnel away from the door. Johnny, Neil, get her back. <laughs> uh, Johnny ne- doesn't waste a moment, goes and, and uh, grabs Wynn. Johnny is much faster than Neil, but Neil also seeing uh, Wynn get pulled away is uncharacteristically like also right behind him. You realize I'm the worst person to send in right now? I want, they touch me, I'm, I uh, I'm out too. I want <laughs> both of you. I have no basis. I do have an action. Uh, okay. I am also going to yell, let go of her as I'm going in there, but I'm going to spend the blood to put a little oomph behind it. Okay. Uh, Johnny, give me a dex plus athletics difficulty eight. You're both the worst and the best. Yeah, <laughs> it's very true. Three successes. With three successes, you manage to pull her away from whatever it is that she's in the grasp of. But you do feel, you know, some sort of otherworldly presence pulling at her. And she is very cold to the touch. Why don't you go ahead and give me the roll, uh, Neil? Diff seven, four successes. Which technically means four targets if I want them. I don't know how many there are, but I don't know how that affects ghosts. May have no effect at all. Ghosts. <laughs> Alright, so make your rot check check. I'm bad at this, so I'm going to spend a willpower. Because I don't need to run off screaming into the black tunnels right now. <laughs> I mean, the good news is you probably run away from whatever it is. Okay, I'm fine. Two successes. <laughs> For a moment, it seems like the group of you might end up having to struggle against this unseen, unknowable thing. While when the only one who can actually see this threat is unconscious... But seconds start to go by and nothing happens. And you start to think, maybe you're safe. Let's, uh, let's go, 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 Johnny, you got her. Let's, let's get into the light. It, it, Johnny starts moving for the light with all due haste. Come on. Yeah. And then we'll figure out if we can get Wynn back on her feet. What What the hell happened to her? Unfortunately, I think she's the one who knows. Maybe we can I, I, try here. Britta will take a look at her. Why don't you go ahead and give me a, a perception medicine? Uh, Johnny's going to keep on moving and be like, no, let's do this further up the stairs. And he's going to actually get her to to, to hold off on the check mm-hmm. until we can get to like a room that's right. in light that Got we can it. actually like guard an entrance from. As you guys uh, start to make your way onto the stairwell, like up the stairs, the metal door that leads to the tunnel suddenly slams. <gasps> and then it's quiet again. Britta's ready to move. How far do these stairs go up? Uh, they seem to head up towards surface level. So maybe just kind of a, some kind of weird little auxiliary staircase, nothing more. Right. Okay, so I can't see ghosts, and I, I can't, I don't know if I can see the person chasing us. Well, let's see if we can get another door between us, and then we'll stop and take a look at when was the door closed. So let's get out of this staircase. So Britta will start walking up with Johnny to leave keeping an eye out for anything that she could like put in between the coast seems to be pretty clear mm. uh although uh you are also about 20 minutes away from quincy market miles do you need to call who we're meeting with yeah i'll handle that in a minute okay as, along with also getting us a car 
Johnny, you ready to keep a lookout while I check? Yeah, absolutely. All right. And Britta will do her medicine check. Three successes. Her body seems fatigued in a way that kindred don't really experience. And in addition to this, she actually seems like rather hypothermic. Like her lips are blue. She has kind of like a lot of those signs. She seems tired, like more more than I've ever seen any of us. Uh, almost like she's more dead somehow. You see the way that her lips, she almost looks cold. Britta, I've never seen anything like this. I don't know. The, the, the one person who knows about this kind of stuff is Wynn. I guess we could contact the Giovanni that we got the number for if this continues, but if this keeps going, then maybe we call them. But for now, well, we've got bigger issues, don't we? Yeah, uh, but we we can't bring Wynn into a, into a meeting with Arabella Rollins All like right. that. I... So we need to find a place to drop her off, keep her safe. I'll, I'll stay with her. It's it's fine if you guys go. To hell with that. I'm staying with her. But, but if something happens, how are you getting her out of there? Just, I can carry her out, but if something happens with Arabella, we, I mean, Johnny, you and you and Wynn are the ones who protect us like that. I can't. Can you disappear with her? Give me 15 minutes and I can do it. I can make it so that people aren't going to notice me and win. I don't think Arabella means any harm. And a lot of us are looking kind of tapped. Look, I'm not, to be perfectly honest, I'm not going to be particularly good in a fight. But I can get the hell out of somewhere. I think I might be better off with Wynn. Your talents might be better used at the meeting with Arabella. You see things that I don't see. At the end of the day, I'm just some muscle. Yeah, but sometimes that's important. What, the best thing I can do right now is make sure that she's safe. I think you need to be with them to make sure that we're getting the right information here. All right, split the difference and, and we stay nearby? Yeah, all right. And if you keep her hidden, all right? Don't worry, I'm, I'm pretty good at blending into, into city areas. I'm just worried about, you know, all the eyes that we've got on us here. I hate to say it, but down in, in the Quincy area, it wouldn't be that weird to see some guy walking around with a girl who's so drunk she can't stand up. I can play that card for the time being, as long as we're not here too long. You keep that door closed. I'm going to step away, call a cab, tell the cab that there is a significant bonus if they can get here quick and get me to Quincy Market quick. Billy, you know, they're on their way. Look, if we have 15 minutes in a quiet spot, and Johnny, you can forgive me for suggesting it, I can hide the two of you. I don't think we have time for it. I appreciate that. But I don't think we have time... And I think I'd, I'd rather be able to move rather than ha- hide in one place. You, no, you could move. You just have to move like I move. Gives you nervous eyes. Let's get to the uh, spot first and see how much time we have left. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. What do we got for inventory? Uh, I got. I have. Not uh, you. Okay. I don't. I don't need to know what's in there unless it's particularly helpful to me. Maybe a. Do you have a sword in there or something? Uh. I have a little knife. Six cigarettes. He takes a dragon one that he just lit up. Is it five and now? A knife. No, I already included this one. Does Wynn have a knife on her? Uh, If you're searching Wynn, she has three joints and (laughs) a pencil with uh, a notebook. A fucking pencil. (laughs) And a set of brass knuckles. Cell phone, knife. And honestly, if if you really want some muscle, just lie to her and say that that Wynn and Johnny are nearby, ready to kick her ass. I don't think I'm going to come to immediate threats, but I'll keep that in mind. Just keep it in your back pocket. I don't know. If she's anything like me, she'd be able to tell you lying. Maybe. So stick to like Johnny and Wynn are nearby. Well, Johnny's ready to kick her ass. <laughs> Pretty proficient in this. Can I borrow your knife, Britta? Britta hands it over. Thank you. I, I do have pepper spray. If you nope. Like. Okay. Honestly, do you I'm want not my, worried you about want, being mugged. Do you want my knife? No, you're also going to... Po- you might possibly need it. Fair. But of the things that I can use, a knife is decent on the list. Britta further checks her pockets, but all she's really got are her gloves, some colored pencils, Johnny and finds like cash. A, Johnny finds a bench somewhere so he can at least sit when down, so he's not just walking around carrying her. Well, we're waiting for the car, but if you could just keep that door closed, this is basically what I'm worried about until we can get into a car. It's actually not very long at all before a car arrives. It's going to be a tight Big fit. Big yellow SUV. Oh. Britta looks over and makes sure that Wynn's hood is pulled down over her less uh, humane features. All right, pile in. Is this cab orpiment sunset? <laughs> I, do, I do approve of the ostentatious coloring. All right. Uh, the group of you board into the cab and head out to the meeting. The 
group of you travel through Boston much easier in the cab rather than an awkward walk with an unconscious wind through the streets of Boston. And ultimately, you arrive to uh, what actually seems like a largely open space. Quincy Mark has tons of tons of room for walking around. Uh, there are women who are tripping on cobblestone, repeatedly saying, I'm so drunk, I'm so drunk, I'm so drunk right now, and being harassed by other drunks. And on the other side across the street is the water and a large aquarium. It is around then that Miles, you receive a phone call. I'll pick it up. Hello, this is Miles. Meet me on the roof of the aquarium. She hangs up on you. Rude. As uh, as J- Johnny gets out of the uh, the cab, he turns to Miles, who just hung up his phone. All right, if you want to gloat about this, I'll give you your shot right now. We definitely should have taken a cab in the first place. <laughs> Johnny kind of, like, grits his teeth and just nods. I mean, with our compatriot being down, I wasn't going to say anything right now, but I'll take it. Talking about that, do we know anyone that would know what to do with this? I'm going to give Kabir a call. He's kind of, uh... He's got his fingers in all kinds of weird shit. I have to get onto the roof of the aquarium. All right. That's Can where we... the meeting's taking place. The aquarium? Yeah, that that building right behind us. Right. Wait. Or over there. It is 100% closed. We have to break into the aquarium? Apparently. I was going to ask her if she had set up a path, but she didn't, so... No, why would she? Johnny fishes out uh, Wynn's phone, kind of looks at it. Neil, how do you use this dumb thing? Oh, it just... Does she have him... I don't know his number. What? Here, I'll, I'll tell you the number. You put it in. It j- you just press okay. Uh, he takes the. He we takes should the probably phone, get off the street before we do this. Yeah, maybe we should take a look around, see just, if there's a quieter entrance. Uh, hey, the uh, taxi cab driver speaks up. There's a bonus for arriving quick. Yes, there's a extra hundred dollars. It's not All bad right. for like a five minute cab ride. <laughs> you fellas have a nice night. You too. Uh, enjoy the aquarium. Just kind of drives <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> Secretly hoping it would be Ramirez. <laughs> it's his brother. Uh, here, here's his number. You're Ramirez. Ready? <laughs> uh, one. One. Two. Two. Okay. Three. Oh my God. Three. <laughs> <laughs> let's get inside first, then call Kabir. Well, we can walk and talk, right? Let's go. Well, yeah. Well, let's look around. Uh, if I know Kabir, I want to at least put the call in because it might take him a while to get back to me. Just. Just type the numbers in, and then press the green button. Johnny kind of awkwardly... Johnny starts typing. Some of the numbers are already in there. He has to clear the board again uh, with the red button, but eventually uh, he uh, manages to get You already put three in. of the numbers in. I, I gotta delete it now? How do I... How do you go back? Nah, just just hit the red button, and then retype it. So, after a frustrating few minutes, he manages no, to call... No, he's a Luddite. Why do you do that? He manages to call the number... He could push numbers on a button. Wait, there is an answer a... immediately. Win. No, it's Johnny, buddy. I, uh, <clears throat> Johnny? What, what? Why have you called me, Johnny? Uh, it actually re- does relate to when. Uh, oh, do you happen to know how to wake somebody up out of, like, a ghost fugue? There's a long silence on the other end. Where is when? Uh, she is currently uh, riding shotgun on my shoulders. I will help you with this. But I require something, my friend. Okay. Send me a picture. Ugh. I have to know exactly what is happening. How the hell am I supposed to send you a picture? Johnny, with the phone. Yeah, I'm talking. <laughs> not talking to you, asshole. <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I can figure this out without one, then. Um, tell me about her state of mind. Well, we were, in the, we were down in the subway tunnels when all of a sudden we were starting to be attacked by spirit. We couldn't see them. When's uh, kind of a medium, and... I think one of them managed to grab a hold of her because she... I've never seen a vampire do this before, but she fainted. Did you catch her? Let's say I did. <clears throat> no, I'm pretty sure she hit the ground pretty hard. Noises. Well, you should have caught her. I, so, yeah, well. Well, I'm not right. the I'm not the one trying to I be Don Juan here. Johnny. Yeah. Do not insult me again. I am not trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, you're right. As for your friend, I have a broodmate, one who has spent many years at war with the one Quay bastards. These demons have used the dead as weapons against us in the past, and sometimes they have demonstrated the power to pull someone into their nightmares. Wynne, beautiful Wynne, is trapped in a nightmare. Okay. You must wake her. That's what I called you about, Kabir. How do I do that? Well, I imagine, if you will, that she was in a deep sleep. She needs uh, some sort of stimulus from the outside world. The right touch. Cold water. 
any of these things can wake her from her slumber. Her nightmare. So, like, dunk her in water? Fine, Johnny, yes. Johnny kind of looks, uh, are we near the, uh, the, the, wa- the uh, edge of the water? <laughs> he kind of looks around to see if anybody's watching. Uh, do we, is there anybody that's, like, got mm. eyes on? No one gives a shit. Cool, I'm just gonna, like, <laughs> potence her off into the water. Johnny! Splash! Johnny, what the hell? Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. She's gonna sink. Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. Is she wet? <laughs> I'm not. Good luck, my friend. He hangs up. <laughs> Somebody take that phone from him. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, I'll take, I'll take Wynn's cell phone. Thank you. Love. You're going Johnny, in after wait, her? Are you... <laughs> When after having spent after having spent what seems like an eternity fleeing from some shadow that just draws ever closer and closer to you, you wake up in the water, sinking slowly. When starts flailing madly, her eyes pop open and she just starts flailing in the water, trying to get some sense of her surroundings and tries to get her head to the surface to see where what she can see. Give me a strength athletics. Your difficulty is five. One success. You make it to the surface where you see Johnny waiting for you nearby the aquarium. Giving you a big shit-eating grin. Fuck you! Hey! Kabir was right. She's awake. <coughs> I feel Kabir, like there was Kabir a Kabir said hucker way. in the water? Well, I mean, he said some other pretty outrageous things, and I'm not going to relate to you guys, but that was the gist of it. He told you to throw me in the water? No, nah, he he wanted me to, like, caress you and, okay, like, you I know. Okay, I think she's feeling better, yeah, okay. so let's... I feel like you could have just placed her in the water. Johnny, I appreciate sort. your discretion. Is there a fucking ladder? Uh, there is not. Ah, fucking... Johnny gets down on the edge and kind of, like, reach... How how far down is it? Is it, like, a good, like, ten, like, feet down to the edge of the water? Yeah, it's a bit of a drop. Mm. It's about, like, one story down. Wynn gets to the edge of the water and starts trying to climb. Yeah, give me uh, Strength Athletics. If you have claws out, it's minus one diff. Yeah, we're gonna save (laughs) those. (laughs) Gonna save those for now. Use some celerity for it. (laughs) Calm the fuck down, Lex. (laughs) What's the difficulty? Uh, six. Three successes. Yeah, you make it right up. Or your quarter is waiting for you. <sighs> we saved your cell phone. Hey, are you okay? Yeah. You're not having any more molasses nightmares? Molasses nightmare? No, the molasses was real. The, I'm out of the nightmare now. You got us the hell out of there, though. Yeah, you did. Well, I'm glad I at least got some of you out. <sighs> okay, what? where the hell are we? Uh, We're at the aquarium. Well, we're outside the aquarium. Yes, we took a cab after we escaped the subway. And we gotta get on top of the aquarium to meet. So we just, you know, little B&E into the aquarium and we go upstairs. Yes. Simple enough. Who here knows how to do that? The breaking and entering part. I mean, you know. I'm looking at you, Neil. Sometimes you gotta feed. Yeah, yeah. That's what I assumed. Yeah, easy enough. Good. Please could do so. In theory. Maybe Uh, take Britta with you to make sure you're... Maybe she knows some stuff that she's not aware of yet. I can help. Nobody kills me, you Mm -hmm. know from out of the shadows, then I think we'll be fine. Right? Everybody? Well, I don't really know that we should split up. No, I, I think... Right. You two stick together. We're gonna be around here. Okay. Okay. Just keep uh, keep an eye out for me? Yes. Just to we'll make, make sure your eyes are on you. Yeah. I'll be taking a look out, too. Okay, thanks. And Neil goes over towards the front door to the aquarium, which is presumably closed. Oh, it is very closed. Okay. It's um, closed. It is locked. Wait. There's a light on it. Neil, really? The front door? Oh. Yeah, I'm used to just sort of... I forget everybody can be seen. Um, yeah, I guess we can look around. That's a good point. So Neil, who clearly just obfuscates his way into people's homes all the time, is just not thinking about it. And was like, oh, yeah, okay. And follows Britta's lead to, like, find another place to break in Britta's, that makes more sense. Britta's keeping an eye out for, uh, like, side entrances, maybe, like, an employee entrance, something like that. Why don't you go ahead and give me a perception plus larceny roll? I have no larceny. That puts it at plus one difficulty. <laughs> We found that out, guys. What is my difficulty? Seven. Two successes. Never mind. We did not find that out. (laughs) (laughs) We found out nothing. Yep. You uh, expertly start leading them around the corner, kind of nervously looking around and not really sure what to find. Mm. Uh, But there's just a ladder that kind of goes up to the roof. Uh, Actually, this just looks perfect. Oh. Yeah, I guess it's a way simpler way to do that. 
Hey, guys. Neil, like, zips his fanny pack back closed. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lock or something on these. Usually these exterior ladders have something on them. Unless it's just, just straight up. They, they do, but it's like a little fence space that you can just climb over. Uh, yeah, and yeah. you guys should be sufficiently athletic to where that's not really a, a solid obstacle for you. Uh-oh. We should be a lot of things. Or you can unlock that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the party was killed. So, yeah, so we'll, we will um connect with our field scouts and go to the ladder while we're waiting around uh, while Britta and Neil are waiting for the others to sort of like catch up at the ladder Neil starts poking around like the bushes and and the stuff nearby like just some of the weird stuff nearby looking for a spider just see if I can find one yeah you usually find a spider and then as everyone is coming by uh, Britta will probably be the only one because he'll like try not to let everybody know but Britta's right there and has Auspex mm. and uh, it's definitely paying attention to the uh, weird thing that you're doing just takes one from like a spider lev and just takes a live spider and puts it directly under his tongue like in his mouth I was like, I really hope he doesn't eat that. He does not eat it. That's he such does. vampire shit. I'm just like, we're like trying to do like a like crazy stealthy B and E, and meanwhile you're just like, where? Oh, spider, good. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he makes that. Breda makes eye contact with Neil as he does this. Uh, don't worry about it. Breda looks away as the group approaches. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on this roof. <laughs> I see you've secured us a nice ladder entrance. Uh-huh, yeah. We should be able to jump for it now. We can certainly climb it. Let's give it Johnny, a go. Johnny, are you willing to ferry us into the, onto the ladder there? Sure. Or, uh, Jenna looks, is, is, it, is, it like just, is it like a padlock on the on the fence door, or could I open it from the inside? It's a padlock. Oh, okay. Just kind of dangle in there. Actually, Johnny, <laughs> could you just rip that off? Yeah, but I'd rather not leave it messed up. Here, he'll just kind of, like, scoop two of you under the arms and just kind of, like, hop over the fence. Mm -hmm. Who'd you grab? I will grab the two of you first. Um, So that's uh, Britta and Neil? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I will just bound back over the the, uh, the fence, look at the two of you. Mind? Yeah, might as well. Seems efficient. (laughs) Scoops the two of them and also will hop back over. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit odd, but... Sorry if I got you wet. That was my fault. Sure was. <laughs> I mean, All right, I'm climbing this ladder now. Do that. Remember, let me try to deal with Arabella mm-hmm. without engaging in escalating conflict. All right, so you should go first yes. so that she sees you. You start climbing the ladder. When you make it to the top of the ladder, there is a woman there who is wearing like a, like a long pea coat. She does not look like Arabella. And is wearing these like sunglasses, but as you kind of make it to the top of the ladder, she takes the sunglasses off and fixes you a stare. And despite it being a completely different person, her body language is without a doubt Arabella. I get up. I straighten my jacket out. Really? Not even in person? Really? All right. I see you brought your friends. It's a hostile city. If you say so. There's a lot of weird things in Boston so far that we've encountered. It's been an interesting two days, including people who tried to light our sleeping accommodations on fire. The world is a strange place when you leave your sleepy little town. You called this meeting. I did. At this point, on the subject of strange things you've found, you've certainly reached a point now where you have to realize... That the jihad that exists between kindred is more complicated than simply doing what your prince asks. And if you are to survive it, you must make choices. Some good, some not so. Yes, I wasn't always acting on Roland's orders in the first place. I'm not convinced of that. But... Admittedly, there was a time when I was quite loyal to him as well. Loyal to the Ventru. And I believed that we were a clan of kings, each of us peers and meant for great destinies. I believed their bullshit. The same crap you're following for your little iron circlet. Our clan is lying to us. They have lied to the Camarilla in the same way that they lie to the kind. In which way? The world is dying. And it is our elders that hope to survive 
and we are but a currency that they are willing to pay to sleeping gods so that they might be able to afford a few more nights. And so long as you do their bidding in this, this pointless war, you're just going to be a pawn, and this is not the sort of game that pawns survive. Miles, you might have interject here for a second. Maybe. I'm just sick and tired of this shit. We come all the way out to the aquarium roof to, to, to parlay with you, and you start off by just throwing insults at Miles. Look, just because your shitty little Praxis didn't go the way you planned, don't start taking it out on him. Alright? I, if I recall correctly, you didn't just decide to frag the prince, you tried to frag his sire, too. That, can't sh- that kind of shit doesn't go unanswered, you know? His sire is one of the people most responsible for this lie. And I will not apologize for what I did. Most certainly not to some punk peon bully boy. I think he meant apologize to me. I certainly did. Regardless, I am interested in hearing what you have to say. Thank you, Johnny. And I'm pretty sure this punk bully boy is the reason she showed up in a possession suit. Because if your ass was here right now, I'd knock your fangs out your fucking head. Alright, what did we say about escalation? He puts his hands up like he's surrendering and, and kind of walks away. He means well. It's okay. I sometimes have to keep my brew online, too. Anyways. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to need a self-control roll from Johnny. <laughs> Wind kind of preemptively reaches out and grabs his shoulder. <laughs> Johnny just punches a skid suit out into the fucking harbor. <laughs> just kills some poor individuals. <laughs> There's a reason I don't like using them. I'll spend a willpower. That's three successes. Uh, two. You're a plus two diff. I'm at uh, minus one diff because of passion. Oh, yeah. Hi. <laughs> Neil. Back down to one willpower. <laughs> she doesn't really acknowledge uh, Johnny any further beyond some like slightly smug smirk that appears at the corner of his lips when he gets frustrated. I've been hearing a lot of things from a lot of people. I've heard through wind from Raven saying similar things to what you were saying. So you know about the house that they've been trying to conceal. I've been to the house. That house is just a piece of something much greater. Seems to be infecting the land around it, from what I've heard. It was shipped from the Carpathian Mountains centuries ago. Wait, like Dracula? (sighs) But more. Right. They were called the Stanovich family, later renaming themselves the Zantosa. And it was through New Haven that they brought... The corpse of their sleeping god to America. And it is in America that they have fed it and nurtured it. And it has only grown in power. And soon it will awaken. Miles nods. Our elders have no idea what to do about it. They have no answers. But they cling to control desperately. There are this, many seeking Zantosa. This war, it means nothing. It is an illusion. The Sabbat. Yes. Unfortunately, it's a very real something, regardless of the stakes. Are they marching here just for what's in that house? They don't really understand it. They think they do. But most don't even acknowledge that it exists. They look the other way, too frightened to imagine what might be down there. I mean the Sabbat. So do I. Does anyone know what happens when that god wakes? We only know that it is soon. Who's we? Myself, and a handful of others who are studied in mystical arts. Does your book club have a name? Yes. And then without answering as to what that was, she just kind of moves on. Does this have something to do with the book you're hunting down? The book I'm hunting down contains information belonging to a coven of witches. Witches who knew what the Zantosa were doing, who understood the secrets that they used to keep the corpse asleep so they might survive it in order to transport it to somewhere where it can be more safely fed. It is our intention to put it to sleep. Is there no way to kill it? That is a childish question. It is already dead, but it is beyond death, and therefore it dying does not matter. Which of the houses are you from? Of the coven of witches that split... Which one do you represent? She gives this look kind of impressed. I am a member of the Cloven Hoof. And you, what is it you're seeking to do with the Urcodex? 
You're seeking to put it back to sleep? I intend to wield the magic of the Urcodex to put this creature to sleep. And then what? And then hope. Hope that this thing, this thing being thwarted from whatever it is that it, it intends, is enough to avert the end of all things. So you believe the end of all things comes from Ogden Street in New Haven? Yes. I believe that if this creature can be dealt with, we can return to the childish games that Kindred have become so accustomed to. Has Johnny ever heard the term Gehenna before? Uh, roll your Sabat lore. So I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, either way, I don't think he believes it, but... I know Wynn and Neil have both mentioned the end of days in the book, when we talk about the Book of Nod, mm. but... I don't think I the don't term think Gehenna has term, come up. used the term Gehenna. No, he has not. Actually, what's the difficulty? Six. Oh, you, so he, you he succeeded. Had one. Yeah, I he was had very one. confused. Never mind. <laughs> you did good. You did yeah. good. You know, this this whole nonsense about some beast being smuggled to America from the old world, this smacks of just Gehenna nonsense. You've been listening to some crazy Sabbat priest talking about Cain rising up, his children eating the world. His grandchildren. What? Oh, God. This is exactly what this is. You're, you've actually bought into this bullshit Gehenna cult nonsense. Don't you know, Johnny? Even the Camarilla is aware that certain clans rose up and rebelled against their elders at the beginning of the Anarch Revolt. One of them was the Zimitsi, the Flashcrafters, the Fiends. And the story goes that they rose up and they slew the eldest of their blood. What I am telling you, is that what they thought they killed cannot truly die. And it was the Stanovich, now the Zantosa, your very child, who was involved in smuggling the corpse of that unspeakable thing and brought it to America, to your backyard, where now you, you, Johnny, the simpleton Bruja, must contend with a power that can consume every little thing on the East Coast. That is your reality. It does not matter whether or not you accept it. However, you, Miles, have influence, a voice, and even I must admit that if you can accept the truth, a difference can be made. Do you mean convincing the courts to help? The courts will not change their mind. Your friend Miles, his sire, Jan Petersoon, is the leader of a secret organization in service to the Camarilla. Josiah's. And it is them who silence those who speak of Gehenna, those who would warn of the truth. Think about it, Miles. Why would they care? Why does it matter whether or not Kindred believe this? A lot of the things you've said are very similar to the same stuff Santosa said as we were trying to drag him out of there. It lines up with much we've been hearing, reports of the spreading, the mysteriousness that's going on. Regardless if I think this is a dead god rising or not it is a problem in my area and we need to put it down and i would love to kill it but if slumber is our only methodology then i'm open to it and if you're open to it i believe i know where the fragments of the urcodex that are needed lie all right part of this coming up here too though was for your return to new haven i will not be returning I don't think that Roland's in the end will do much. I, I don't care. Right. Your but jihad is beneath me. It is a distraction from much more important things. Unfortunately, I still operate and exist there. Then you're at a crossroad. Is there not a way you can make some sort of showing? No. How about dying? No. I don't mean for real. Just enough to convince everybody else. She looks like she actually considers that. If you have a suggestion, I would hear it. Well, we're going hunting for this Ur Codex. Maybe we can use that and then something else. I would strongly advise against letting your elders know that you seek the Ur Codex. Well, we're going to chase after you, who happens to go into some sort of, I don't know, let's say mysterious ruins or something. And if you die there, then you die there. Arabella. An actual question for you. How have you avoided summons? Secrets of the venture. I am not so easily manipulated. 
Is that a secret you're willing to share with us? I am not. If we can convince Rollins to be appeased that you are no longer a threat, would you share it with Miles? I would share it with my cousin. And then he would be able to help you with whatever it is that you need. Because, no, in the end, I don't necessarily fault all the actions that went down. We always had a pretty good understanding. I wish... I wish you had reconsidered my offer. I wish I hadn't been directly told to oppose it. The Eurocodex is in Salem. Of course it is. There, there is an order of Tremere that maintain a chantry. Is it called the House of High Saturday by any chance? Yes. Johnny gives Wynn a look like, damn, you have the fucking esoteric knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Publicly among the Tremere, they are known as High Saturday, but they harbor a secret. Those who hold the Orocodex are part of a group called the Order of the Worm. That sounds bad. How many fucking orders are there? You live in New England, Johnny. Secret organizations are all over the place, yeah. You're part of one. But the Order of the Worm, they're the ones who've keep it who understand it high saturday controls multiple chantries in new england the one in salem was shut down and the tremere that were there supposedly killed apparently the order of the worm is taboo even among tremere why because they deal with things not of this world i deal with things not of this world yes what you deal with is of this world but a different plane within it what they tapped it into was something else something wrong and the faustian deals that they made there resulted in their execution. Even with the Chantry abandoned, it will have defenses. There will be dangers, but within it is the Ur Codex. And you haven't gone to get it yourself? I am capable of many things, but I am not a quarterly. Johnny's uh, pacing, kind of around, smoking a cigarette on the outskirts of this whole conversation. He'll stop over it and kneel, and kind of lean in, and just kind of quietly whisper, You pick up anything weird or seeing anything bizarre around here? So the whole time that she's been talking, Neil's just kind of been standing in the back, not really, like, just his natural, like, don't really look at me, positioning. The whole time she was talking about Gehenna, he got a really weird look on his face. Like a knowing sort of, not like surprise that she's talking about Gehenna, but just a very peculiar look. And he's just staring directly at her, not really focused on looking around. Like, he was looking around the whole roof, like, oh, I gotta keep an eye. And then as soon as she started talking about that stuff, he just got, like, weirdly focused in, particularly the parts where she was talking about ancient things arising. You got that insight that I don't like, but I trust. What are you thinking? I think that she's thinking too small. And not small enough. That's what I think. And actually, while we're doing this, Lex, mm-hmm. like while he's looking at her, I do want to spend a will and try and pull a thought out of her brain while we were in discussion. Okay. Uh, You're at plus two difficulty for this role, as you actually feel like thaumaturgical defenses. Mm-hmm. Difficulty is her current willpower. Okay, difficulty 11. So I'm diff six then. Yep. Yes. Gross. And stay out of my brain. <laughs> FYI. Two successes. Okay. Which means I can get to like two layers deep. The the questions I've got here, number one is that surface level is like, hey, where's your body? Where are you right now? Her body is nearby being protected. And then because I'm getting a little bit deep here with the successes, she said she wants the Ur Codex to stop the rise of this thing. I want to know why she really wants it. She is telling half-truths. The Ur Codex does not actually directly give a means of stopping this thing. That's why the Xantos has succeeded. But there are things that want the Ur Codex that she has brokered an arrangement with. And by helping them in exchange, they will pull this this thing. They're confident in their belief that they can pull this thing out of reality. And she is kind of trying to... Her concealing this is actually sort of a mercy. Like, if I tell you what you're getting yourselves into... I'll just scare you and you'll fail and this thing will not be stopped. To her, it's like a ventru burden. Like she's trying to tell the truth by lying, but not telling the truth. (laughs) (laughs) 
So Neil, like having had all those weird looks on his face uh, as Johnny is talking to him, is just looking right at Arabella in that kind of creepy Malkavian way he does sometimes and just sort of reiterate maybe at a level that she can hear because he's just kind of zoned out a little. Yeah, she's thinking so small, but not small enough because that's not what Gehenna is. Not according to the people I talk to anyways. Um, Arabella, I, hi, Neil, I don't know if you... Yes, Neil. Um, I think you're underestimating us as, as people. I mean, I know that you think you're, you know, sacrificing here, but that level of, of brokering and shadow plays and... And trying to make backroom deals to get things done. I mean, I know you said the jihad's bullshit, but you're doing a lot of it right now. No kindred can truly escape it. Well, you can only go so far, right? Problem, if we try and leave the city, we're stuck here. We can't go to Salem. And I'm, I'm curious if you can leave the city too. I mean, since you're right here and all. What do you mean? I mean, there's no reason for you... To physically be here to talk to us like this. I know you're not you, obviously. You're riding inside, but you're still close by. Why? Why are you in Boston if you know where the Air Codex is? In a city that hates you. This city is probably the safest from the Sabah. It's still a city. It's still a target on a list. Why? Why are you just laying... And he, like, gestures in a vague direction. Because he doesn't know directly where her body is. But, like, sort of like, why are you here gesturing around? I don't see how that's any business of yours. Because I understand your goals. I understand what you say. The goals here are, who wants the book if they can stop it and it's such a big deal? Why don't they just do it? Why can't you convince them without it? Not all objectives are altruistic. I know. But the more that the nights get darker, the more I think all of us here appreciate a little bit of honesty. Forced or not. I don't think you understand quite what you're asking. And you're mistaking kindred disciplines for insight. Maybe. But the thing that you are trying to have us focus on that's waking up is not the only thing that's waking up. Do you know how this goes? Were we to attempt to create countermeasures for everything, we would still miss something. For all our intellect and, and understanding, we're newcomers to a very old game. So I'm going to do the thing that I know I can accomplish, what I'm confident in, and I will not fly higher, only to drown. Miles walks over to the edge of the roof, looks out over the bay. I don't know what exactly this is that you're talking about, but I do have a few questions before we go too much farther. Did you try to kill us yesterday? No. That wasn't you that set fire to our... I don't actually know what you're talking about. We were staying in a haven. It felt very much like a set of people who have been... had their brains messed with in a venture kind of way. I'd rather specifically need you in order to accomplish something. Well, then that means there was somebody else in the city messing with people's minds in a way that tried to kill us. With a whole network of individuals reporting. Brainwashed individuals. How truthful is she being right now? She is telling the truth. Oh, you're looking at her aura? Yeah. Okay, so, a few things. <laughs> now, you're, now you're blind. There is a pale aura overlaid on top of a frightened mortal aura. So, uh, you definitely get the impression that in the subconsciousness of her host... They're like deep down aware that their body is being ridden by this this vampire. In addition to this, there are splotches of hatred, and her aura undulates in like these like perfect waves. Like it's almost hypnotic to watch. And then you see something you have not seen before, which are green flames that lick and corrupt her aura, leading like acidic pits in her spirit. Fucking knew it. Question. <laughs> Question. Having been taught and raised by Asimites, how much do I know about that? <laughs> you would know that based upon Asimite propaganda. Uh, <laughs> the truth. Uh, yes, I hear you. Uh, the antediluvians. 
I'm All down right. for wrong perspectives here. Kane's arrogant grandchildren were unable to stand against the rise of an unstoppable bloodline that drew upon the power of demons. And it was the Asamites who rode into battle against them along with a long-forgotten bloodline that they don't bother to mention to you. Um, of and course. Together, under the leadership of the great Manchiaka, they vanquished <laughs> many of these creatures, these these vampiric imps that draw upon demonic power, but they could not quite win. And even then, despite their bravery, they were slowly overrun by these blood sorcerers and brutes until their hero great Hakim, wise Hakim, mm-hmm. uh, the judge created a weapon and I needed to make a roll lore, yep. lore roll to know the name of that weapon. So I was going to bust out a name on her either way, but I am very happy to not do that if I just so fuck this all up. All coming hard. together now. <laughs> uh, I don't suppose a cult is the, they're like sorcery is the right one for this. I, I will actually take an occult roll from you, difficulty nine. Like a lot of the spells you've cast kind of like worship and play homage to I've, this thing. So I've seen it. Yeah. Four successes if my sorcery spec applies. If it doesn't, it's two. It does. It All does. Right. So you know that the great weapon wielded by Hakim was a boy named Urshulgi. And Urshulgi laid waste to the ancient Bali and ended a war that the, even the ancients would not win were it not for this weapon. Neil will be continuing to stare at her and, like, get a very puzzled... Like, his expression will become more puzzled and weirdly knowing. Uh, and An important thing is, though, uh, Urshulgi, like, got rid of them. They're gone. So The oh. ben- benefit of being a Mulcavian Asimite. <laughs> That's a problem we're hopefully on top of, but it's kind of un fortunate now because i thought it was you and i thought we'd come to some sort of agreement at this point so now that's something else i have to keep an eye out on Two. sorry what is the context of what you're saying the uh, attack he's talking on about the, the attack. Haven. oh okay. yeah, yeah. yeah roman pendragon has also told us that we can't leave the city currently which mostly means he'll probably try to summon us back i don't know what happens if we from our perspective you need to either disappear or we need to achieve our objective. Well, I mean, Pendragon's not really worried about either of those. He wants us to agree with what he wants. I think he also wants to keep us away from New Haven. That's correct, because it'll destabilize without us there. But either way, trying to get to Salem, that's a venture. Right. Plus... I mean, it's close. Um, and Neil like, looks directly at her, at Arabella. The, uh, the children of Hakim are in the city, so, you know, it's not safe here either. She reaches into her coat... And clicks something, and she takes out a brooch that has the mark of a scepter on it, with an iron circle around the brooch, and she tosses it to you. I'm going to assume that I catch it. You are now holding, you know, the mark of her dignitas. An important note on that scepter, there is a morning star on it. I assume that means something? Among the venture, it means that she was an extremely prestigious kindred throughout her ago. She's just like a hugely important thing. No venture would give that up willingly. And yet she has tossed it to you. Now, cousin, I implore thy aid. Path of Night is an actual play Vampire the Masquerade podcast set in the classic world of darkness. Britta Ashcroft the Toreador was played by Rebecca Steigelfest. Johnny Saxon the Bruja was played by Garrett Gabby. Miles Davenport the Venture was played by Tim Davis. Neil Foster the Malkavian was played by Rob Meerhead. Wynn Cabot the Gangrel was played by Erica Webb. Your storyteller was Lex Lopez. Recording by Rebecca Steigelfest. This episode was edited by Rob Meerhead. The music used in this episode was January Grunge Love Fest by Technoaxe. Visit them online at technoaxe.com. Path of Night uses the 20th Anniversary Edition rule set of Vampire the Masquerade with a few limited house rules. Vampire the Masquerade is owned by Paradox Interactive. Make sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Path of Night Pod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash pathofnightpodcast, or email us at pathofnightpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time, kindred.
No, it's that's amazing sick how many power. of these uh, powers have end with the phrase "fuck you." I mean, <laughs> that's vampire man. I Once you get to up. elder discipline, right? That's how you know we're fucking Northeast players. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Hey guys, how much is it in clan? Oh, it's your current level times five. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> That's our closer one day. It's like all of us saying, fuck you. Fuck, fuck you. you. I mean, if you think this, I mean, that's fucking recorded. You think this isn't going to go after a goddamn episode. <laughs> this is actually how we should start our episodes. Fuck really. you. Fuck you. So Walk there we were. Walk the path of night. <laughs> fuck you. Path of night is an actual play Vampire the Masquerade podcast. Fuck you. <laughs> that's how you know what we're doing. That's how we're, no one knew we have to do this meeting. <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 we're no early. no tease in the middle of your sentence, and also everything ends with "fuck you." Fuck you. I mean, Forget still- it. Fuck you. Oh, All right, uh, we uh, I've had a lot of caffeine today, haven't I? It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be interesting. Do you need to center yourself? I mean, you want to do that? Squeak. Do you want to go through some guided meditation? Over well, there? I suddenly felt like a fourth wind. <laughs> it's like three. Did you stay up way too late again before Let's this? Let's some trouble. You, you, <laughs> you wanted us explicitly. Last time you said, hey, when we do longer episodes and longer recording, in the back half, you guys get kind of punchy, and that's the energy I want. <laughs> so, like, yo. I wanted it to not be me. <laughs> Well, you're just demonstrating. Leading Silence! Silence! Arabella Rollins at the end, like, no, fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 